And welcome back to the Conservative Atheist Podcast. I'm your host, the Conservative Atheist, and I'm joined by my producer and co-host, Brighter Later. And today we're talking about the Julie Jaman incident in Port Townsend, Washington, and uh, the YMCA pool, where Julie heard a man's voice, and a so-called transgender was in the female locker rooms while young girls were changing. And she confronted him and asked him to leave, and the police ended up being called on her, and she was kicked out and banned from the YMCA. So welcome to the show, Julie Jamon. Thank you. I am glad that you're able to join us. Um, so were you shocked, as shocked as I am that they threw you out instead of this other person? I was shocked that there was a man in the women's shower area. Um, I, I'm disappointed at the failure of professionalism on the part of the YMCA that they would, in fact, have a hire at one of their pools. This little teeny town has this community pool that belongs to the school district, is leased by the city, and is managed by the Y. And it has three or four employees, I don't know. And this employee, uh, Rowan DeLuna, uh, does not have very good social skills and um, apparently has other kinds of affiliations, I don't know. But instead of when I said to this man, get out of here, this man that was watching little girls take down their bathing suits to wow. use the toilets, and he was dressed in a women's swimsuit and no identification, no nothing. And I said, get out of here. And then this staffer showed up uh, in a red t-shirt, a white shirt. And I said to her, get him out of her here. Her immediate, without hesitation response was, you're out of here. That's discrimination. You're out of the pool and I'm calling the cops. Not anything like I'm sorry what's happening here. When you're dressed, come to the office. I'll explain the new policies. Are you okay? Nothing. Nothing. Just that's it. So 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 you're in the showers or you're in the you're in the changing room in the shower room. And there's a man in there dressed in a woman's bathing suit. And and I know people say transgender and they start screaming that, you know, transgender women are women and all this other nonsense. But basically, there was a guy in the in the changing room in the showers, uh, dressed up in a female bathing suit, and you asked him to get out of there, and he wouldn't do it. And then the staffer came instead of escorting a man out of the out of the changing rooms, out of the female changing rooms. Uh, they told you that you're a bigot and you're you're discriminating, and you need to get out of there. She did not use the word bigot. She simply said that's discrimination, and you're out of the pool forever. And I'm calling the cops. Yeah, that's absolutely ridiculous. That's ridiculous. You have every right to be there. It's a woman's changing room. Who has more right to be there? A woman, an actual woman, or some guy that's dressed up in a, in a woman's bathing suit? This is a small uh, community and a small pool. The women's uh, dressing shower area is one room where we dress and also a, a set of gang showers that have um, free hanging uh, shower curtains that billow and blow. If you want to look to see, you can certainly do that. But it's okay for us because it's been okay for us for lots and lots of years until right. until that day. Until that 
And I, now I know that you well, tell me what happened after this. So the, the cops came and no, no, no. Okay. She simply said she'd call the cops. So I got dressed and I was leaving through the foyer and she approached me again and told me that I was not following the YMCA principles and values. And I told her, I do not follow any ideologies and that there are probably women using that dressing area who have been victims of assault and this is not right. And then she wanted to go into her own private story about what she experienced. And that was not what I was there for. And I told her I was leaving uh, to go over to the cop shop. This pool is in a, what was a school and the cops now use uh, the school as their office space, part of the school for their office space. So it's right across the way. So I started to leave and, and this woman and another Y staffer started yelling at me, you can't leave, the police are coming. And I said, I said, bullshit, I am going to the police department right now. And I did. Yeah, just because the police are coming, that doesn't mean you're under any obligation to stay. You're you're not under arrest. So uh, the idea that they can make you stay or you should have to stay and, and you said you're going to see the police anyway. So, you know, they were just being hysterical, it sounds like. If hysterical uh, is a good word. Yeah. Right. So, okay. So after that, what, what happened after that? You went over to the cops or? I did. And um, the woman up front said that um, nobody was there to take my statement. She listened to what happened. She was obviously concerned herself. She gave me the card to the, for the detective with his phone number. And I asked her if somebody would call me and come to my home, which is outside the city. And uh, she said yes. And I asked her if I could go home. And she said yes. And I did. And sometime later, um, I, well, I got home. I called the uh, Olympic Peninsula YMCA administrative offices, Wendy Bart, who is the CEO. And um, she told me that she, her word, assumed that pride signs that are posted all over the uh, entrance to the pool area about welcoming all was enough information for women to know what to expect. Wow. And further, she told me she was standing by her staff member who had also told her of other things, essentially that I had used vulgar language and verbal abuse. And um, I won't repeat those things, but pretty awful and um I'll, I'll tell you right now if i had been there and there was a man in the changing rooms refusing to leave uh vulgar language would be the would be the least thing that he'd have to worry about i think a lot of people imagine themselves uh being confronted that way and responding that way i didn't i had my cool about me i knew that something unsafe was going on those little girls were not supposed to be having this experience and um that's and that's the position I took, and it it was both instinctual and adult on my part. I was not a raving lunatic of any sort. Good, good way to handle it. Stay calm because they, they were obviously hysterical. So okay, so that that happened. You talked to the police. I'm sure you probably went home. And and what what occurred after that? So a, a policeman did call me and did not record our conversation, but seemed to. Um, listen and hear me. Um, 
however, later I was told the report that he did write um, included a phrase that I said, I saw a man touching little girls and um, I did not see that. So I wanted that corrected. And as I told you earlier, I, I called several times and never got a call back from that officer. Gotcha. So then I decided I was going to do something because this was just not right. So I created a picket sign that said, men who claim to be women are using the women's shower dressing room. And I created a petition asking the Y and the city to provide an alternative uh, so that this wouldn't happen. And I went down to, up to, went back to town and up to the YMCA pool area outside. And I stood there on Monday, August 1st and August 2nd for a couple of hours. And um, the first day there were a few transgender people there and there we, we talked and, and back and forth, but they were rather adamant uh, with, as you just described, um, I'm not a man saying I'm a woman. I am a woman. They kept right. saying that over and over again. Uh, both know that's just simply not true. Well, it's, it's their mantra. It's their, it's their ideology. ideology. It's their made up lives. I don't know what it is, but it is counter to anything I understand as a female human. So, that went on the second day, uh, well, that night, the first, uh, August 1st, the first night, I also sent a letter to the city council and I went to the city council meeting and was allowed three minutes to uh, speak to them. And I requested of them that they um, provide professional training for all the staff, including the Y staff, for this very delicate situation that they claimed was the law, that they provide an alternative space, that they put up signage and that they inform parents of what to expect under this, their interpretation of the law. It was, when I was finished speaking, the whole room erupted in, in, uh, in clapping and I turned around, I was so shocked. I had no idea how many people were in that room and they were all clapping um, of course the mayor was pounding his gavel and you you have to be quiet and so on so it went on for a long time and who knows how long an hour's worth of comments both sides both in person and on zoom lots of accusations against me for being a bigot a homophobe a, all all the things you can imagine but also a lot of supporters who are saying this is a problem uh, let Julie swim, so on and so forth. Unfortunately, at the end of that meeting, the mayor gave a lecture to the audience about how we have to be supportive and welcoming and particularly for transgender people. Um, and then the city manager uh, got his, his say, again, lecturing all about supporting transgender people. Not a word from anyone at that meeting official saying, it appears we have an issue here that needs some 
attention, some discussion? Can we form a committee? Can we review our policies? Uh, it appears uh, professional training for this very sensitive issue is really a good idea. Nothing, not a word. Well, how, how, how soon is it going to be before he comes up for election again? I don't keep track. I okay. It, it's only become worse over the last couple of weeks with the Twitters and the things I've seen. I'm not on social media, but people inform me. And this mayor person is uh, is really hobbled mentally, if you ask me. It's just incredible. A whole very interesting. Hopefully, this. I, I'm wondering because uh, uh, I guess this occurred on. Right, you want to say? Yeah, hopefully the, the, this will be brought up during the election, next election. We think so. Go ahead, brighter leader. Sorry about that. Well, I was going to say because uh, I believe this uh, uh, the the event at the swimming pool or the the locker room occurred on the twenty sixth. I'm just wondering when did you I guess show up in front of the Y with the picketing, and when did you uh, I guess uh, go to the uh, town hall meeting? Yes. Um, the, I, I took my sign to the, to the Y around 11, 11 o'clock on August 1st and on August 2nd. Uh, I planned to be there for two hours. On August 1st in the evening at 6.30 was the city council, the public city council meeting every two weeks. And that's when I went to the city council. Okay. And I, I saw from a clip it from uh, the Tucker Carlson show that uh, it appeared as though that uh, at one point the trans activists were getting a, particularly unruly and you were screaming police. Did, uh, did, oh, that no, we're, that's a whole different council meeting. Now you're two weeks into this. Okay. I was assuming that was in front of the Y. I guess that was outside. Uh, well, the second day in front of the Y, indeed, there were lots and lots of transgender people. And um, there were a few supporters who hung with me. That is people who would engage in little groups with these uh, transgender people and get past the shouting and down into listening. And so I think there were, I understood some effective exchanges. Um, mostly I wasn't involved, although there was uh, one particular woman who nonstop for two hours was shrill at me and she brought along three children with her Wow! that she introduced to me and said, they want to say something to you. Oh. And this one little girl or little boy, I don't know who had been by the way at the city council the night before and had made comment to the council. Then in front of me, when I I'm bending over so I could hear this person. And um, she says, why do you hate me? Why are you being so mean to me? This is just a little kid. Yeah, there were two others of them like that. It was if they had been coached or something. Of course, of course. Wow. So that was the second day, August sixth, uh, August second. Then the next week, uh, uh, the next two weeks, August fifteenth was another city council meeting, and also then I was invited to a permitted event by Amy Sosa to speak uh, to a group of people, people that were coming from all over for this news release uh, at the city park across from the city hall. So I went there on August 15th, around five o'clock. Okay, and that was where uh, I guess the people were screaming at you from outside or obscenities that uh, made its way onto the Tucker Carlson show? Well, that certainly became 
the big the big scene um i arrived there around five o'clock uh with my daughter and we parked and we walked to the park uh across the street i could see maybe hundreds of people lined up all the way around the city hall. You could not gain access to city hall upstairs where the city council was. They blocked anybody from being able to sign up uh, or to sit at the city council meeting. So wow. they had it all locked up. Apparently they had also told the police maybe over the weekend, I'm just guessing at this, that they were very afraid that they had received threats, they were afraid for their lives, and they wanted protection. So also across the street in front of City Hall, there were lined up poli uniformed policemen. So we came into the park area and Amy Sosa opened up the uh, meeting and the press release and uh, then invited me to come up. And when I started to speak, these people, hundreds of people, maybe over 200, I don't know, all flying banners and all kinds of instruments and hooting and hollering. They created a cacophony, an ear splitting cacophony. You couldn't hear anything. And it was nonstop. And while that was going on, maybe 10 or so bicyclists rode right through the middle of this group, knocking into people. They knocked into me. And they rode through maybe three times while across the street, the city police simply watched them. Then there were really big men, tattooed, masked up men who were shoving and pushing people around. They pushed women down. They were, um, to me, they were screaming. And I felt they were acting like provocateurs. They were looking to get into a fight. Right. While I was at the microphone, this was going on. This had started up. And the, uh, the feeling was we were being kettled. They were coming closer and closer, shoving us into the brick wall that we were standing in front of. I, over the microphone, I asked people to go get the police. And I was told later, people had gone across the street to the police. And the police chief, Olson, had told them that they were following a directive. That means... To me that the city manager had told them to stand down that's the only thing i can assume that's the so that's what they did they just watched oh so i'm wondering did the because you you had referenced that there was some support early on was there was there support to when this particular uh i guess event with uh i guess the woman's name was sosa occurred or did the kind of a uh, or did the support of people there kind of dissipate oh no this was a, a permitted event. People came from all over, from Whidbey Island, Seattle, um, down the peninsula. People were very interested in hearing what was happening. And they were also very peaceful. There was nobody there uh, to raise a ruckus at all. Yeah, sounds like uh, the, the masked men sound like that group Antifa. There were, um, I saw later, uh, pe people continued to try and speak at the microphone, although they it was very hard to hear. And, the, and these attackers were trying to undo the sound system. I could see to one side a group of people dressed in black with black masks over their faces. I was later told by one policeman that he and others saw that they had weapons. They had um, uh, like billy club type weapons and spray 
um, other people told me that they could see outlines of maybe guns or so, some sort in their pockets, but I couldn't see that. I was simply told that. But they were standing at one side. Yeah, Antifa is the modern day version of the Nazi brown shirts. So I felt they... the whole group, this whole hundreds of people were acting as fascists. Yeah. They were trying to drown out free speech. They were attacking people for daring to speak up. Uh, they were just vile. They were vile. Right. Yeah, it's absolutely disgusting. So how did, uh, what happened at the end? Did anybody try to follow you when you left or was there any Well, the, finally the police came, when they saw the assaults going on, the highway patrol showed up and the sheriff showed up and finally they took some initiative. They came across the street uh, they started arresting, they arrested a couple of people. Some of the police were trampled on. They got the picture. They knew what was going on. But the city manager, I believe, stopped them from acting. I don't know what that's about. But at any rate, finally, the um, uniformed people created a cordon and uh, escorted us around the side of the building and away. And at that point, I uh, approached uh, Chief Olson, who was standing there, and told him that I had been trying to get hold of somebody to correct uh, the report that was filed. Oh, he said, well, um, why don't you come to my office and we'll meet? And I said, fine, tomorrow. Yes, eight, eight o'clock, he said. I had to remind him that his doors do not open until 10 o'clock. Uh -huh. So I got there at 10 o'clock the next day. Uh -huh. And uh, the woman up front said, I'm sorry, Chief Olson is taking two days off. Yeah. I said, but I have an appointment with him. Yep. Well, here's his number and his card, and I'm so sorry. A few hours later, he did call me. We had a long conversation. He indicated that he didn't have enough men. He didn't have enough money. He uh, had been, he had talked to trans, transgender people over the weekend and that they felt unsafe. So he needed to have his men over at City Hall. And uh, I said, but you could see those bicyclists. And he said, he thought he saw a pathway so they could ride through the way they did. Yeah. And I challenged him. I said, you would never allow that on the sidewalks of Port Townsend. Never. So what gives here? Well, there was this directive. Yeah, you know, you know what gives. He's a liar, and he's being told what to do by 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 apparently the uh, city manager, and the it's all political correctness, and and it's whoever whines and cries the loudest, and so these so-called transgender people and these thugs with masks bully bully everybody, and the cops and the city and and the politicians instead of having the guts, the backbone. To, to do something about it and protect people like you, the common citizen that's trying to stand up and do what's right. They, they, the, the weak need uh, sissies bend and, and to the, to the will of the mob. And uh, it's absolutely disgusting. And I, I'll tell you right now, ma'am, uh, both me and my co-host, both are, are, are supporters of yours are on your side. And I'm really sorry you had to go through this. Well, it's not my side. It's it has to be on the side of female humans, because right. I think this in this 21st century, there is an encroachment going on. And this is just one tiny example of it. But it appears from my reading and my sensibility that 
that female humans, as always, are under attack. And even to the point of there is really no need for female humans anymore. Population-wise, there's just no need that artificial intelligence and so on going into the future. We just do not need workers and slaves and what have you. I'm sorry. This is my own my own version. So yeah, that's what I'm sensing. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe me. I'm not disagreeing with you. I, I think that. Uh... I think, you know what, we're, uh, and I don't mean to be crude when I say this, but we're circling the bull. We are circling the bull. What, not just the United States, but Western civilization. We're actually, we're actually better off than they are in places like Europe. Europe's even worse, but we're circling the bull. We've decided that reality means nothing. Uh, we, we've stopped valuing women. We've stopped valuing children. We've stopped valuing reality. And uh, instead, of, instead of there being a reality, everybody gets their own reality. And and civilization can't sustain itself when everybody gets to make up their own reality. Well, it's pretty chaotic for sure. I want to let you know that while um, we were across the street being attacked, the city council was passing a proclamation. And may I tell you in part what it says? Sure, absolutely. Uh, the proclamation says, in part, the city of Port Townsend values our transgendered residents and visitors and urges all residents and visitors to be respectful, welcoming, and kind to everyone regardless of gender identity. I further proclaim, the mayor says, that discrimination and prejudice in any form, particularly against transgender people, are unwelcome and have no place in the city of Port Townsend. Wow. Wow. If, That's why the trans while the transgender and their supporters are attacking us downstairs. Right. Right. Crazy. I, I'm wondering because you I, uh, I guess the city manager, you believe, uh, issued uh, some sort of directive to for the police to not interact with you. I'm wondering, is there any kind of recourse you have for uh, actually figuring out if she actually he or she actually uh, implemented that? And are you looking into that right now? Well, you're, I would say that's probably a legal question of some sort. I personally don't have any way to prove it. I am biased, obviously, in my opinion. When I hear the word, um, we are by directive, I understand that language to mean that something came down to them. And the only person who is the boss of those people is the city manager. Right. So what can I say? Right. Yeah, if the order came down, it had to come down from the city manager. I'm, I'm also kind of wondering, uh, I guess you kind of referenced, uh, you feel like this is kind of a larger kind of ploy to kind of jettison women. And I, I'm wondering if you feel ever more disheartened because it, it seems like a lot of women, and, or at least this is kind of my sense, a lot of women ultimately go uh, along with this and uh, believe it's fine to have a woman or to, to have uh, biological males in a, a women's bathrooms and women's changing rooms around really uh, young girls. I, I noticed that with my picket sign. Now, we're a very small town, so only a few people passed me on Monday when I was standing there. But I did have the experience of, I don't know, a handful of women, regular swimmers, who simply almost avoided my eyes. And I said, do you know this is happening? And they would just sort of nod and say, I don't care. Wow. That was not an infrequent response. I don't care. Now, that could have meant I don't want to be sucked into anything. I don't like to be anything controversial. I'm just minding my own business. Don't bother me. That could have been that. But nevertheless, that's what was said to me. 
Okay. And you, you had said earlier that when you first protested or first did the picket signs, I, I, or at least I took you to imply that the conversations were, uh, I guess, more constructive. Um, I, people who, who were there of their own volition, I, I never reached out to anybody. But people of their own volition came to stand with me and support me. And those women, um, I think it was mostly women, maybe there were men involved, um, did take it upon themselves to, to get into conversations with the hecklers and, and the uh, other transgender people that were there. And they reported back to me uh, having that kind of experience where the yelling would cool out a little bit, the exchanges, and that they're... T- turned out to be possibly conversations even to the point of understanding positions um that's just secondhand it came to me okay and i, I guess this is kind of speculation because it was all secondhand but uh, i guess with the other kind of town hall meeting you did or that the uh, later on uh, later in august that uh, perhaps this was a i guess not as amenable to kind of constructive conversations perhaps because it was all just a fury and uh, it was kind of hard to kind of uh <laughs> get people kind of in a one-on-one setting because it was just everyone was kind of angry in the mob whereas uh i guess earlier on it wasn't quite that case would would you say something like that's probably accurate well i think you're talking two different instances one at the pool which is you know at the second day maybe yeah 30 people on the august 15th we're talking hundreds of people and there was absolutely no uh nobody there decked out in uh, pride colors and transgender whatever's uh, th- none of those people were looking to engage in a conversation they were there for an action and it appeared to me and others confirm this that they were somewhat being choreographed by people two or three people that stayed back but would step uh, whisper into somebody's ear and uh, things were happening that looked like uh, there was some kind of coordination, something larger. This was this was not just local people in this little town. Right. This hundreds of people were uh, coming from all over. They were, as it were, imported for this action. So, for so people that people that would like to uh, get in touch with the city uh, council or the mayor or the city manager or the chief. Um, if you could, what is the what is the name of your mayor? Uh, the mayor's name is David Faber. David Faber, okay. And what is the name of the uh, the um, city manager? Uh, John Morrow, M A U R O. Okay, and the name of the chief of police? Uh, Olson. Uh, what's his first name? Um, I don't. I can't pull up his first name. Uh, chief Olson. Chief Olson. Okay, and do you have you, you said you had his phone number and you called the office? Do you have that phone number? Let's see here. Um, if I can. Now, while, she, while she's looking that up, I'm going to tell the audience I'm not encouraging anyone to be violent. I'm not encouraging anybody to make any threats. But if you're interested in in fighting against this kind of insanity, I would highly recommend that you call Chief Olson and the, and the city uh, manager and the and the mayor, and express your dis this uh, your distrust uh, in in this uh, city government, and uh, you're on your you know the fact that you're not happy with their actions. Of course, that's your angle to it, and I would say the uh, YMCA needs to receive calls from people also. So 
so if you want to find things out about the city of Port Townsend, if you um, just put in city of PT dot US, um, you will get to the city of Port Townsend. And uh, this city manager likes his photo. He fills up the page of the administration with himself. All the things he likes, he's very slick PR guy. So you'll find him easily. And um, if you go there, you will also find your way to the police department, uh, all the departments, the pool, the recreation pool. And if you're interested, you could go to the Olympic Peninsula YMCA online and you could try and get hold of the CEO. Wendy Bart is her name. And I have a phone number for her if you want that. Yes, please go ahead and, and if you could give that to me now. And, and anybody that's interested and wants to wants to voice their opinion, again, no threats, no violence, no no craziness. Just call her and let her know how you feel about this. That would be 360-504-0526. Okay, one more time. 360 360- Five zero four, zero five, two six. Perfect. So again, uh, I have the, you wanted the police department. Please. Um, their phone is three six zero three eight five two three two two. And you're in. What time is it currently? Your time. Uh, right now we're at uh, almost one thirty. One thirty. Okay. In the afternoon. <laughs> I'm only you're three hours behind us. Uh-huh. Okay. So, all right. So yeah. So that gives you the time frame that you can call. That gives you the phone numbers you can call. And again, please, folks, no threats, no no violence, no nothing. Just call in a respectful, civilized manner, and give your opinion on 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 the the actions of the city. Uh, you know, the mayor, city manager, and the chief of police. And, so, of course, and of course, the pool, the pool administration. Can I um, tell you what I'm asking for just for myself? Yeah. I know that people and organizations want much more and much more is needed. But what I asked for from the Y and the city administration were for these needs, intelligence, mm-hmm. intelligent and wise counsel to refine their policies and provide professional training for all the staff, an alternative dressing and showering area, and clear signage and information for pool patrons and parents whose kids attend Y programs. Now you did say when you were in the when when he was when the when this guy dressed up in a in a female bathing suit was in the showers and locker rooms, there were little girls in there? Oh, yes, that's what I saw. He was watching little girls. That was what triggered the instinct to get going there. Would that you was have... a safe situation. Wow. Right. Would you have, uh, I guess, reported and, I guess, told him to get out if it wasn't the, if it uh, wasn't the case that uh, I, I believe you said he was staring at the young girls, like, I guess, uh, while they were changing, if he was in there but hadn't have done that, would you have re- responded in the same way? I said he was watching little girls. I think I would have responded because I was naked in the shower. Right. And I don't want a man in there. <laughs> I'm naked in the shower. Thank you very much. Right. That's not much to ask. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I really appreciate it. Um, did you have anything else you'd like to add? Oh, I have so many thoughts about this. So many things come don't up. Don't hold back. If you have more you'd like to say, you're welcome. <laughs> 
Well, um, you know, I've, I've, I've read a phrase, we're in such a bruising culture. And I think that's what we're experiencing in this chaos, in all kinds of, of chaos. Um, the shouting down of female speakers is what women are experiencing all the time. We are shouted down and abused. We're just forever under assault. Um, we're, we're being denied our free speech. And it's, it's men that were doing it, these transgendered people. If, if, they, if they think they are women, which is what they say, shouldn't they be supporting women? What the heck is going on here? So, um, you know, and particularly I'll say older women are among the groups suffering the most discrimination through history. Just track it over the hundreds of years. Old ladies are really expendable people. I'm sorry about that. Um, so those are the kinds of things. There's large philosophic things. Um, certainly the Washington State Human Rights Council needs to hear from people. I hope you go online and send them uh, a, a, some kind of comment that their, um, their legislation, their code, that uh, is the trigger for the why, the justification for the why to act this way. They say they're informing uh, by gender the, the, the law speaks to gender rather than sex identity. And so that is what the um, why is saying that they are justifying. And uh, that's unfortunate uh, for all of us. If that happened. Um, that the Washington State uh, Human um, passed this administrative code. And this is in part what it says. It requires the why to address your concern or discomfort about this. This is an interpretation of this, that, that really the law requires the why to address my discomfort um, as a per about a person who uses a facility that is consistent with a person's gender expression 